This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And on this episode, we're tackling a big topic and it's the homework gap. We're gonna be talking about how to bring school Wi-Fi from the classroom to the home. And joining me for this conversation today are four fantastic guests. We're talking to Jason Claybrook, the head of sales and marketing at Aura Wireless. Jason, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tyler, good to be here. Excellent, it's great to have you. And we also have Jeff Wolf, solutions architect for SonicWall. Jeff, thank you for being here as well, sir. Oh, thanks, glad to be here. And also joining us from Sonic Wall is Lauren Wiggy. He is the director of competitive global programs. Lauren, thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And finally, last but definitely not least is Holly Davis. She's the founder and CEO of Compliment. Holly, thank you for being here as well. Thank you, Tyler. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to, to have this conversation with all of you today. And I think just to get a, uh, a good base layer of what we're going to be talking about and, and some of the solutions you're providing, let's start off with just an introduction to uh, to two of the companies that we're talking to here today. So Jason, uh, tell me a little bit more about Aura Wireless and what you're creating. Yeah, sure. So uh, here at Aura Wireless, what we have built is effectively an aftermarket Wi-Fi antenna. That is all the antennas that you ever needed for any kind of Wi-Fi deployment. It could be a panel, an omni point-to-point, point-to-multipoint, and it's agnostic to the AP. We have some very minimum requirements, but out of the box, we cover 10 acres of ground. So Largely, there's been large-scale Wi-Fi deployments have been either cost prohibitive or altogether they've just been horrible for the most part with the amount of APs needed and the problems that come with that. So we've created a software-defined platform that solves for large-scale Wi-Fi deployments and covering a lot more ground very efficiently and cost-effectively. Fantastic. That is that is really, really awesome. And, and Lauren, uh, can you give us a little introduction in the SonicWall and, and, and where you fit into this overall picture? Yeah, absolutely. So SonicWall has been around for about 28, almost 29 years now, fighting cybersecurity criminals that are out there. We operate in 215 countries and territories across the globe. Now, SonicWall delivers a boundless cybersecurity solution for a hyper-distributed network. And, and what we mean by that is, especially in times of COVID today, what we're dealing with, everyone is remote, everyone's mobile, and for the most part, many people are very, very insecure. Now, SonicWall safeguards organizations by mobilizing for a new business normal, this remote business that everybody's in right now, protecting and the most evasive cybersecurity uh, attacks across boundless exposure points. Now, keep in mind, an exposure point anymore these days, it can be a refrigerator, a toaster, a phone, a laptop, whatever. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is the SonicWolf's platform covers across all of that. By knowing the unknown, we're providing real-time visibility into the network and enabling breakthrough to economics. SonicWolf is already known for great TCO. And uh, we're here helping government entities, SMBs, and enterprises to protect their networks uh, globally. And that's just a little bit on what SonicWall does. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you guys for that that introduction into uh, into your two companies, and uh, let's let's kind of dive into this conversation, talking about the homework gap and uh, what you were doing to partner together to really help solve this issue. And Holly, I want to get everybody on the same page just to begin with. So, uh, the homework gap has been a problem for a long time that has really been exacerbated by the current situation with COVID nineteen. Can you just start off by explaining what the homework gap is and maybe some of the attempts that have been made to solve this issue in the past? Sure, I would love to. So it's a very interesting situation that's happening now. And a lot of people are just now finally hearing about this situation called the homework gap. And like you said, it's actually been a challenge that has been in existence for quite some time. And let me explain what I mean by that. So essentially, students in underserved, economically challenged communities would have a situation where they would go to school to learn, but when it came to the after-school need for doing their homework, they would be challenged because a lot of these um, economically challenged communities, usually rural or urban areas, have not been able to have the ability to afford the necessary um, requirements for buying the service that would come to their home or even like a rural community, there's no fiber that's been laid that goes out to those communities to serve those students. So the challenge they've had for many years has been they would have to actually do an after-school program, or they would have to have a situation where they go to a library or some type of form that's provided publicly to get these students the access to that internet connectivity to complete their homework at home. Right. And I think at the heart of this issue is that desire to ensure that all students have that same access um, to tools that will allow them the opportunity for achievement, right? We want everybody to have uh, the same starting point and the same ability and the same access to those tools, right? Absolutely. And that's where the homework gap ruling that just came in place is actually a result of COVID-19. You know, it's really unfortunate to have this pandemic and the problems that it's causing in society and also the work situations where now people having to work remote. But a lot of times the challenge is the parents having to actually serve as that instructor in the home and work in alignment with the faculty, staff, teachers that they're working with in their school districts. So how do they do that? When you have a parent and a child have to drive to a parking lot that gives them public access to be able to help teach and instruct their child, Mm -hmm. that's quite a bit of a challenge. And that's why um, under the CARES Act, there was money that was just passed to actually support closing that homework gap once and for all. And so that's really what's great. Now, the challenge is, though, how do they do that? Right. When you don't have the types of connectivity out there in the community, whether there be some type of fiber or service that's laid, however, or or even that network, the challenge of taking the network that exists inside of the school district and extending that out to the community is really one of the bigger problems that's happening. And then another challenge, even if there's money that's provided under this new ruling for providing to close that homework gap, where we find a problem is how do you do it? How do you deploy it with fitting into that budget? There's only so much money to go around through this CARES Act. And I know that we're looking at other ways to kind of get more money to help fund this program. However, there's only only so much money that can be printed. And so finding a good way to do it at a cost-effective manner that supports each and one of those students to make sure every child has the same opportunity to learn. And that's what's great about what we're going to talk about today and also bringing the two companies, Aura Wireless and also SonicWall together to talk about how that could actually be solved. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let's get into to talking a little bit more about that solution. And Jason, I, I want to know just uh, what that solution is that our wireless is partnering with SonicWall to provide. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that solution and, and what you're partnering together to create. Okay. Yeah. So effectively, what we do at Aura Wireless is we attach to Wi-Fi access points. We're not a Wi-Fi access point company. We're an antenna manufacturer. And what our antenna does out of the box is provide north of 10 acres of coverage, which is something just that hasn't been done in the Wi-Fi space. And and if you go and, you know, historically look at what's what's gone on in large-scale Wi-Fi deployments, you have to put a lot of APs in a lot of AP locations, a lot of labor, a lot of cabling to be able to saturate a network. And that's generally been cost prohibitive, right? The other thing that happens is if you get too many Wi-Fi access points that are close together, they start to desense one another and you get, you really... Um, increase the noise floor, you you have bad connections, it's hard to hand off. So what we've done is we've created a, an antenna platform that's first and foremost, it's software defined. So it's cloud managed. And right off the bat, you eliminate a lot of operational cost after deployment to in truck rules. You know, people having to go make changes because we can make changes remotely. So you're dropping out labor costs there. Our, and the thing that's really... Um, self-evident is with our antenna platform and the amount of space that we were able to coverage and when you start talking about 10 plus acres is greatly reducing the number of ap locations and we know that whenever you have to put an access point you have to put in wiring you have to put in power so you can eliminate 30 40 plus percent of your labor costs right off the bat with that um, and then you know the natural question that people in the wi-fi space will ask is well that that's great but with one ap you're going to run the limitations with number of concurrent sessions how many people can actually get on the access point and and we support multiple access points up to four APs per antenna. So per antenna location, we're driving out a lot of costs. And you know, just to kind of give an example of that, uh, here recently we put a antenna on a middle school in in Texas, and covered twelve acres from the northeast corner of a school. So we were getting off the school property, which if you were to drive up the before and after picture of this, you drive up into the parking lot, you barely even see a functional Wi-Fi signal because that's coming from inside the building and going through brick walls. By the time that we had moved an AP outside and put it on the rooftop on a mast, we were going a half a mile in each direction, providing, providing streaming quality Wi-Fi with that AP. And by streaming quality, I mean, you can have a voice over Wi-Fi call. You can have a Zoom call and you can do that with multiple APs at one location. So it's pretty evident. Um, it it kind of just hits you right in between the eyes once you see it in action, how you're greatly reducing cost. And the great thing about us, you know, SonicWall has has those outdoor APs that, that we work with. So and uh, they layer on the security piece of it and I'll let them speak to the security and what their APs are capable of. But, you know, it's a it's a multiplier effect of the service and the coverage. And then at the same time, you're driving out a lot of cost in the deployment and the, and the operationalizing of a Wi-Fi network. So you're getting deeper in the neighborhoods. And to Holly's point, if your mom and you got to take the kids up into a parking lot or some free Wi-Fi location, oftentimes you're not going to have power. So you have a limited amount of time. And we're actually pushing Wi-Fi off the school campus and into the homes and not just the yards, but into actually into the homes of those houses in the neighborhood surrounding the surrounding the campus. 
you know, that's a good point. I'd like to comment on that because at SonicWall, we've seen a few opportunities come up to where we have schools or school districts putting access points in buses, parking buses in mm. remote neighborhoods to, to be able to fire up hotspots. Now, you, you take the SonicWall technology where we can provide the security on that access point and use ARIA's, the, the great reach they have and the ability to put four access points into one antenna. Uh, that greatly increases the density for that particular area. And a 10 acreage coverage is incredible. Uh, very attractive offer right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's I think it's incredible seeing how the two companies come together to uh, create and build this solution and how you're working together to, to create a solution that works for people and uh, tries to help tackle those challenges that exist for the homework gap. And I think, Jason, one of the things that you really hit on quite a bit that answers a little bit of what Holly was talking about was that question of budget, right? Because um, school districts, and she, she, as she mentioned, there is a limited budget to tackle this problem, but everybody acknowledges that it is a problem and it is something that needs to be solved. And so that uh, lowering the need for, uh, you know, for the workforce and and kind of cutting down on the amount of time it's going to take to deploy really does help in solving this problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's great that they're allocating funds to finally clear the homework gap. And it used to be called the digital divide with access to laptops and tablets and, and then at-home connectivity. So if, if you take a competing solution, take MiFi hotspots, for example, with a hotspot through a service provider, it's a functional it's a functional use case, but typically the people that are economically disadvantaged are not going to have the best sale coverage to begin with in their neighborhoods, right? Beyond that, it's got a monthly or annual recurring cost. So, you know, unless Holly tells me something different, I don't think that the GEARS Act or the CARES Act provided year-over-year uh, -year funding for, for school administrators to be able to put solutions in place that have that the cost doesn't go down over time. Whereas with what we're talking about between us and SonicWall, you have some operational expense up front, certainly, but that you're building that network and that network's owned and managed by that school district or that municipality. And those costs go down, the cost per student, the cost per bit greatly goes down year over year. Right, right. So, it, Jeff, I'm curious, just from from the SonicWall perspective, are there uh, any challenges associated with deploying this solution? And if so, how have you overcome those uh, those challenges? And maybe how has SonicWall and, and Aura Wireless worked together to uh, to tackle this? You know, as uh, as a combination of companies or as a in, in terms of a partnership? I think we've covered quite a bit on the on the antenna and RF you know, end user side, but but there's another aspect to this deployment that, that focuses on what I would call the mid-haul or back-haul between the access point and the internet, right? So typically when a child or a, or a K-12 user is in um, the school, they have content filtering in place, you know, don't go to bad sites, you are allowed to go to good sites, security policies are in place. Mm -hmm filtering, et cetera, anti-malware, anti-spyware, all the, all the good things that come from a quality uh, security solution. And typically when you deploy, perhaps by sending a MiFi pack home or a, a little portable wireless, those devices typically provide good internet access, but they don't provide any of the security services that, that the student would experience if they were in um, the school uh, and on the school network. So one of the things we can offer with the access points that we've been discussing here is, is most of our security services are, are present on the access point. So the access point is cloud managed. The security policies and, and frameworks can be delivered through the 
the cloud and provide anti-malware, anti-spyware, content filtering, those sorts of services directly on the access point. So as this network is built out, security is an intrinsic part of it, and it's delivered at the perimeter, if you will, at the edge where the access point is uh, in a scalable way. And the backhaul from those APs is then taken could be designed to be then built back into um, a cloud-based infrastructure. So it does not require necessarily a large investment in uh, centralized infrastructure at the school. Uh, you know, the, there's a scalable termination can be built in the cloud. The more access points are deployed, uh, you know, the more resources it would consume in the cloud and the fewer access points that were deployed, the fewer resources it would, it would consume. And that would be scalable, right? So it could be matched to the size of the investment. And as, you know, the ebb and flow, you know, we've heard various stories about how long this, this lockdown will continue and, and at what time, you know, people will be able to go back to school. And so as, as the need, uh, you know, ebbs and flows for the volume of traffic supported externally, um, a cloud solution that would back this sort of access point deployment could be scaled appropriately, right, to, to mitigate excess spending. You know, we would spend just the right amount of money to provide the service. So uh, we can deliver both the cloud management, cloud backhaul, as well as the security services at the AP. And I think the security services are probably a key component of this conversation because, you know, it's typically, obviously we're in the security business, but every time we talk to a K-12 uh, customer, one of the first things they talk about is the security content filtering functionality um, that they need to protect their students. Right. I think that, that that is a really big aspect of this. And I think that what you just spoke to should uh, hopefully alleviate concerns that, that K-12 um, customers might have, right, as they look to deploy these solutions. So you, you feel like um, with what you're providing, they should feel confident moving forward, just that security concerns are alleviated and they should feel good about uh, about this solution. Sure. And, and to that point as well, I, I would also say that there's lots of ways to solve this problem. And what we're offering is a way to solve the problem that focuses on the educational value of the solution, right? Uh, you could put an access point out in space and give everyone access to it and let them use it. But at the end of the day, if, if it's a school district deploying this access point or deploying this access for the purposes of closing a home, the homework gap um, or, or, you know, providing equal access to resources for students to, to do their, their studies, um, you don't necessarily want them hooking up their PS4 and, and playing Call of Duty or something on it. So uh, there, there's a little bit more on the way of access control, content filtering, and management of that resource um, that some organizations may choose to apply. And because of the, the nature of our platform and the nature of our facilities and functionality, we can offer those controls as well, right? So it can be an individual uh, deployment specific choice, but I would anticipate that most educational institutions would choose to to apply some restrictions and controls uh, and ensure that the that the money and the bandwidth and the infrastructure that they build was used specifically for um, educational purposes. Right, right. I, I think that's a really good thing to point out, um, just as it relates to this conversation and, and as it relates to the homework gap itself. And so I, I want to hear from from Aura Wireless and, and from SonicWall on this question, just because I, I think that everybody recognizes that on some level, the clock is ticking on deploying a solution before the next fall you know, school year kicks off. Uh, if, if you're in Texas anyways, it's definitely uh, early to mid-August. And so there's there's this idea that uh, you know if, if the COVID-19 problem isn't completely solved and even if it is to a certain extent that there's going to be uh, that need to fill that homework gap at some point. And so 
how can you speak to the, the quickness and, and the ability to deploy this quickly enough to uh, meet that clock that is ticking as far as the next school year starting? And how quickly can this solution be implemented? I think from the SonicWall perspective, um, the infrastructure is almost entire to support the AP is almost entirely cloud hosted. So aside from the AP itself, on the rest of the deployment process, you know, as a scalable one, and we already have skill and, and capability to scale up. Um, the, the cloud services that would support the AP infrastructure on a per customer basis or just globally amongst our infrastructure itself. On the other side, you know, there's, there is a certain amount of, of truck role, if you will, like someone has to go out and hang the AP, but that's about the extent of the workload, right? Hang the AP, bring the AP up online, get it connected to the internet. And at that point, it becomes cloud managed and, and can be integrated into an existing infrastructure fairly quickly. So once the initial security policies are built um, and once the initial configuration is established uh, you know for the first few access points the rest of the rollout is strictly a matter of powering up the access point and letting it join its cloud infrastructure uh, so it should be fairly smooth and relatively uh, trouble free and fairly quick um, gated by however the physical installation you know sometimes if someone has to climb a pole or mount it on a uh, on a building um, there's there's infrastructure issues there but from the from the deployment configuration operations perspective it should be fairly trouble free so Jason how would you answer that from the the or wireless perspective just in terms of ease of deployment and how quickly this can be deployed uh, knowing that the next school year is uh, coming up on us quickly that's a great question so what's really one of the more unique things about apogee and apogee is what we call our antenna is it's 100 percent cloud managed so you do have somebody that's going out during that initial installation and getting the apogee online connected to our cloud manager and then from there providing it's getting all of its guidance from our cloud manager. So it's finding which way to change directions, to orient the antenna, to find level uh, or to manage tilt, uh, find true north and how we're going to propagate uh, polarity, vertical, horizontal, based on the area that we're trying to cover. And we, every everything is cloud managed. And where that really is unique in the uh, bus example that Lauren gave us earlier. So when you're moving buses based on time scheduling, you know, you don't have enough buses to cover every single neighborhood. If you have to rotate things around, you're going to have to reorient the antennas. And that's all completely done via the cloud. So you're not rolling out expensive technical smart hands every time you have to move a bus or every time you have to make a change, even to a statically deployed antenna platform. So it gives you a lot of flexibility in how to deploy and how to reallocate and reuse. So even if, let's say, months later, years later, we're well past all the COVID, we're still going to have segments of our population that are economically disadvantaged that will not have internet connectivity at home. And it will give you the flexibility to redeploy Apogee in a very cost-efficient way. Well, wow, yeah, that's that's really fast. And as long as we're we're talking about timing, uh, you know, from the from the Sonic Wall perspective, how quickly could you turn around, you know, in, in the quickest possible scenario, an AP location and set something like that up? So in a in a hypothetically in a park scenario um, where we place an outdoor AP in a park that's cloud managed, uh, we could typically take the AP out of the box and have it operational in about five minutes, maybe ten minutes, if we have to do a little bit of extra work on the on the security policies. But it's quite quite quick. And I know from our perspective, they can talk about their antenna 
on deployment time. Yeah, absolutely. So after after uh, SonicWall has their AP up and running for us, you know, cabling and mounting on a on a mast or a J bracket, finding level and getting getting to our cloud manager, you're sub twenty minutes to make that deployment go live and start propagating Wi-Fi with with security from SonicWall. Wow, that's that's incredible. So we're talking, you know, total just to, to complete this solution in a setting like a park or something like that is, you know, sub half an hour to be able to to get all of this up and running and to begin, you know, sending out Wi-Fi and that sort of thing. So under half an hour? Yeah, it's incredibly efficient. Assuming the internet backhaul and power is in place, that's Yep, about that quick. That is unbelievable. That is that is a really powerful testament, I think, just to how how well this combination works together, just in terms of uh, the partnership between the two companies and the ability to provide this solution. I think that's that's a really powerful example and something that uh, I think will raise some eyebrows and, and people will take notice of. Holly, you know, we, we started off asking the question to you just to explain the homework gap and explain why this has been such an issue for so long. And I'm curious, just from your perspective, when you hear a solution like what these two companies are talking about and what they've been able to to create and to do together, what does that mean to you as somebody that, that cares about this issue and, and has, um, you know, has feelings towards it? What does it mean to hear two companies able to come together and try to help solve this? So, Tyler, it's really important for us to understand that these two organizations coming together with a very efficient, cost-effective, and easily to deploy and really fast to getting that network up and running is what every school district is looking for now. And you're also starting to see um, challenges that are their schools are having to talk to the state about what are we going to do about the fall? Because there's actual discussions happening across the United States that we have to have a solution on how we're going to make sure that we don't lose everything, that knowledge that these children are, are attaining, and re- we need it to be retained, right, to to have achievement. The biggest area is especially math. So if you've seen any of the studies, are really worried about children losing, losing that knowledge um, if there's a large gap. So say we go back to the fall and there's a, a long term that is like a closeout that where we're not having any classes taking place, we're going to take longer breaks, especially when we're going to have COVID and the flu season. So we see that that is coming. We know that they're planning for that. And a lot of parents are also going to be very concerned about that, especially the ones that have to go back to work. And they have, you know, who's going to take care of my kids? Who's going to help my kids learn? Because I have to go back to work. So those challenges of being able to come to a school district and a state and talk to all these different organizations, schools and libraries about how they could work with the deployment that is so efficient, fast, and they can get it up and running really helps close some of this gap on closing the homework gap. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what they're they're bringing to the table. And I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. And um, as you can tell, I'm a little passionate about how we take care of the students and, and really come to um, all the school districts and help them with the solution. But that's what these two organizations do. And I think it's great. And I think everybody should actually weigh and measure all the different solutions out there. But one that works like this and is in the cloud is really going to help everybody to achieve that homework gap and closing it. Right, right. We're here in the month of May, which is typically you're winding down the school year. And if people really have a doubt of where our you know state and federal leaders and our school leaders' heads are, just last week, Governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, <laughs> issued a press release, I think it was last Friday, saying as Texas students continue their education at home through virtual instruction, it's essential that we provide them with the resources they need to connect and communicate online. You don't put out that press release if you think this is all going away in three weeks. So, you know, the problem existed before COVID. The problem 
needs to be solved post-COVID, but there's no expectation that we're going into the fall and and we're just going to go business as usual and all students show up after Labor Day and, and go into the classroom together. I think that's such a great point. I just wanted to make a quick comment on that. If you look at what's happened through the CARES Act and literally the billions of dollars that have been allocated for this particular uh, topic, I don't think we're going to see us go back to the way it was. We really are in a position where there's a new normal. And a new normal is going to be a combination of what we used to do for school and what we have been these past few months. So I think that's something that we all need to be prepared for. And again, tying back into the solution, it's such a great solution that will help our communities and our folks in the communities out there uh, get that Wi-Fi access they so desperately need to do the homework out. And you know what, to add just one last thing to what Lauren just said, from my perspective, and having been working in the education K-12 sales and strategy for years, actually since 1997, one of the things that I, I hope everybody takes away from this is to remember that the homework gap has always been there. Right. And if you think about it, even when they created the E-rate funding program, it was all to make sure that every child had an equal right to learning. And so that's why they had to make sure everybody had Internet access. We're now just moving into another phase of that. And that's what this is. But the homework gap should have been solved a long time ago, especially with the No Child Left Behind Act. And that was to make sure that all of these students had equal learning opportunity. So now that they're putting the money at it is a huge eye-opener that everybody is seeing that that challenge, that problem has always been there, but you can't ignore it anymore. They now have to solve it once and for all. That's what I'm really excited about is that this these were communities that did not have that access to be able to learn in their own home environment and had to ha- find another way to go and get that connectivity. So one of the things that's great is that, like Lauren said, the fact that they're actually spending the money on making sure that this happens means that they know children are not going to be able to go back to school in the in the old way. There's going to be that new normal where we're going to have gaps in the year where there'll be longer times or spans where students will not be going back to school. So they're spending the money and investing because they know that's going to happen. So getting a quick solution that helps solve this fall, but also helps them moving forward. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great point and, and really well put by by everybody. Just the the acknowledgement that there's a problem and the the willingness to do what it takes to solve it, I think is is something that when our country sees great challenges in front of it, uh, sometimes that's the time of the of the greatest expansion and the the best innovations and things like that. And I think this has been a massive challenge, but I think seeing companies partner together and rise to meet these problems in this difficult time uh, brings some encouragement and really uh, hopefully helps uh, to bring about solutions and lasting change. And that's that's what I'm excited about about this partnership and why I'm really glad that we got to have this conversation today. Just exploring the various aspects of it and how you're going about deploying uh, the solution in such a timely manner. Uh, that's particularly exciting to me. So thank you everybody for being involved in this podcast. Jason, Jeff, Lauren, and Holly, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thanks, Tyler. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. For more, make sure you go check out marketscale.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.